The OneStream Global Education Services team proudly presents the OneStream Podcast with your host, Peter Fugere. Greetings, fellow OneStreamers, and welcome to the OneStream Podcast, where we explore and examine all things OneStream, talk to experts in the industry, and gain knowledge from some of the brightest minds that help deliver and implement solutions for our clients. This episode is part of the Solution Series, where we explore marketplace solutions and ideas in and around CPM+. I'm your host, Peter Fugier, Chief Solutions Officer at OneStream Software, and I'm grateful to welcome Randy Werner, Damon Mitleider from Black Diamond. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, hey, Peter. All right, well, let's tell the listeners a little bit about Black Diamond, your history, and what makes you guys special. Let's start there. Sure. Um, you know, Black Diamond, we, Randy and I and, and some of the others um, that are with Black Diamond, we'd worked together for quite a while, um, all the way back to, you know, when we were all back at, at Ranzel and Edgewater Ranzel. Um, you know, we started to transition into, into one stream. We all used to be Oracle Hyperion um, people, but we found a lot of benefit in one stream, started working on it, decided we liked it so much that we wanted to kind of start our own own thing. So we um, kind of branched out on our own, started Black Diamond. But I think that, you know, the interesting thing with Black Diamond is, where we started was with Randy and I and with the idea of kind of that that platform in mind. So we started my role from day one, you know, chief product officer, just so that we could actually focus on the platform from the ground up. So that, you know, I think from the context of marketplace, partner place or the solution exchange, it kind of really, I, I think, is important to kind of note that that we kind of went into it with, with that as a, a high priority, you know, not only just doing delivery and and consulting on on one stream implementations but actually building out um towards the platform so here we are you know all not quite four years later um you know we've kind of grown and taken shape and now that partner place is here we're starting to really be able to launch those things on on partner place and it's it's really exciting time for us as a company just simply because it we're seeing all this kind of come to fruition damon always undersells himself so i'll I'll chime in a little bit here is you know, like Damon said, just coming up on four years of existence and, you know, this launch of Partner Place and what we've done, it was Damon's vision from the very first day we started. Like he said, his title is Chief Product Officer. That wasn't created after the Partner Place and, and what OneStream's doing. This was created on day one of Black Diamond. And, and that's all Damon and his vision. And today, you know, he's going to really dive into that and what that looks like. And he, he's done an incredible job preparing Black Diamond and his team for, you know, what OneStream's put out there for the consumers to use. And so that, I think this is really exciting for OneStream, too. And I think some of our partners, you know, more away from like the traditional software company and consulting partner, you guys are developing solutions in the platform. Is that right? That's That's really what we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. We really recognized early on that it was a platform and that we really should think of it that way, not just kind of develop those bespoke, you know, solutions for a client, but actually develop things that we could leverage and, and refine and, and put out there that people could get a lot of use out of and not just kind of come in and do a one and done build like the kind of traditional consulting implementation model. Right. Right. Sort of bespoke one off sort of solutions. These are things you're building for a, a bigger audience. Right. Yep. And I think I think with the platform, I mean, there's a couple things, you know, I think one stream we're able to provide and that's, you know, we're we're providing trust to our customers. I mean, they know, you know, we've got this platform and there's going to be solutions in it. They've got 
sort of a, a support network between the partner and us. And there's real development, you know, and this is my plug for Wave here now. Uh, you know, you, you hear other people talk about they have a platform. I don't think everybody has a developers conference. And we've got one coming up in, in Orlando this October. And I'm assuming you guys will be there. We will. We brought, you know, quite a contingent last year. And I think for those of us that are, you know, the, the very technical minded type of people, it was extremely exciting. Um, you know, Splash is great. Um, you know, it really helps people kind of see the the breadth of the product. But Wave, when you really want to dive in and you come at it from the people that really are there to take advantage of the platform, you know, and be able to build upon it, it was the perfect conference for us. And, and we were really excited or again this year, we'll be bringing you know a number of people with us again again this year. Let's dive into these solutions. Tell me, tell me, what do you offer? What do you guys have for our solutions that are on the current solution exchange? What we launched with was eleven different utilities. They're really focused, not exclusively for for administration, but I think that's where they kind of heavily skew towards. So we've got a tool that you know, for example, probably the one that is most used among our current clients and. I think I get the most traction is like a metadata maintenance utility. So metadata is kind of that boring thing that you just have to do to make your system work. You have to add, you know, members into your hierarchy to to do that. But it's a somewhat tedious process to do. Not hard, but just tedious. And, you know, the more yeah. you can save an administrator time by giving them a really good tool, the better. So we've got that, um, you know, we do have some different things that enhance kind of the user interface or the user experience. Um, with our task editor, it allows you to set up tasks very quickly, um, especially kind of centered around, you know, if you're trying to do sort of sub workflow level tasks, it really lets you set that up very efficiently, very quickly. And it gives the user, the end user, a very good experience where it remembers exactly where they left off, uh, enables them to log in, um, and it picks right back up where you last were. Um, you know, so those there's 11 that we initially launched if you've been a longtime BDA client, you know there's a lot more utilities and there's a lot more user interface elements like our stream map. Those are all things that we're transitioning into partner place. It's, you know, it, it, we've kind of, bought, like we said, kind of operated out here and been building on this platform, but just now we're trying to kind of get them transitioned into there. So we started with these 11, but you'll see a lot more coming on board soon. Let's go through the 11. You have a metadata manager. What else? What's the next one? Yep. So we've got a metadata manager, um, the security manager. So it's a very similar concept where uh, you can basically take every user group, you know, um, and everything that's security oriented and dump it out into just a native Excel file. And then you can also bring that back into, into OneStream as well. So one of the great things about OneStream is there is so many possibilities about where you place security. Yeah. So that tool just allows you to dump it out, whether it be security that's on members, security that's like slice security, um, you know, workflow security, dashboard security, cube view security, all in one spot. So it allows you to quickly maintain it. But one of the things we've also found with that and the metadata utility both is creates a very good, um, if somebody wants kind of an audit record of where all the security touch points are and they want to give it to audit, yeah. it's just a very, very handy tool for that. Um, we've... Also got the drill down editor. So OneStream has the formula for drill down. So you can basically say, here's the numbers that make it up. Yeah. We took that and we enhanced it so that not only can you see, you know, what the numbers are, but it actually shows you like a, a math equation. It does it as you click on each individual cell. You don't actually have to right click. It basically expands, you know, our task editor 
um, so that you can um, just show it in real time, as well as it shows the audit history in real time. So, you know, it's great. OneStream tracks a ton of audit. Um, you know, every time somebody changes a number, you, it tracks it. But getting to it, sometimes you got to go through a few more clicks. We just streamlined that process to where you can get right to that that detail, as well as annotation. So if I want to make a variance comment on a cell, I can get right back to it um, in that same pane. So it's just an incredibly powerful tool to be able to do everything that OneStream's got built into it, but collect it in one spot and just make it very efficient uh, efficient to get back to. The other tool that we've got out there is the cell uh, or um, cube view editor. So it's this is one that's going to be gaining features rapidly as we transition the rest of some of our utilities into into partner place. But what it allows you to do is chain events on save to um, to a cube view. So the traditional way that OneStream works is you would say, I want to run a calculation or a consolidation on this time period, this entity. I'd right click on it or I'd click the, you know, the box on, on a cube view. What we found is there's times where you want to be able to quickly save and then run a calculation that's not necessarily across a whole data unit, but just on a specific cell. And what this does allows you to be very focused on that and then chain multiple things together so that we can really drive a calculation on an individual cell to all the downstream components, especially kind of as you step into the FPNA world where it's kind of a very iterative process, but you know, on a small cell rather than say closing an entire data unit, it's very, very handy for that. Um, Scenario manager. It's another tool that we've got that allows you to, you know, do a very common operation that all admins do of, of rolling the period forward. Right. So when you do that, you nest, you know, you need to kind of archive off a scenario. If you're doing a forecast, you may need to seed some data forward. Um, but a lot of times you've got annotation data, you've got cell detail, all of those things that, you know, are there, um, like underlying detail. This does it kind of in a one-click operation. You basically say, I need to take this scenario, copy it to this scenario, or this scenario, archive it to this, you know, other scenario. Like if we wanted to take, you know, you're working on your your budget, you want to archive it to budget or copy it to budget V2 as a starting point. It takes all the annotation data with it, all the cell detail, if you've got that with it, all the data, and it keeps the the status of the data. So a lot of people don't know that your data tracks calculation, calculated data versus, you know, hand input data. Um, all the audit trail behind that, it actually kind of keeps all that intact and moves it with, with a single click. So extremely useful for, for an administrator for that purpose. Then we've got some other utilities like the cell detail and annotation data explorer. So, you know, one of the things that, that people love about OneStream is that you can take all that annotation data. Like if I'm making variance comments and be able to get to it from the top, this tool allows you to basically say, okay, based on this time period or this year, show me every single um, every single piece of annotation or variance commentary that sits at or below that. And you can do cell detail or and text annotation data all in one place, and then you can filter it. So very similar to like what you see in the data explorer. If I put a pound net sales colon, you know, some some other filter like entity a you know Houston Heights it'll go give me every variance comment that's below that um, for whatever time period I select. Because commentary commentary doesn't really consolidate. So that's... Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it just gives you a one-click interface to get to all that detail without having to go search for it and then be able to filter it and then dump it out straight to a native Excel file 
as well. So it's just a quick, easy way. You know, it's not necessarily admin focused. Um, that one is is where you can actually make it a little more end user focused, but it's just, you know, taking what's already sitting all out there in one stream and just making it easier to get to. Yeah. And then in a very similar vein, we've got the data explorer tool that allows you to basically say, I don't know where the data sits exactly, but I'll get, you know, I'll give you a year. I'll give you maybe an account or a cube or just some little breadcrumb and it will go find the data um, and get it for you. If you've used, if you're an admin and you've ever used the data explorer that's in the system tab of one stream, it's kind of that, but on steroids. Um, so we've got that. And then stage data explorer, basically through this very similar click to the two utilities I just mentioned, um, it lets you basically say, give me a scenario, give me a year. Now show me any workflow or any data source that contains data that matches that. Um, and then it's going to give you the, the pre and post tr transform data. So just a quick way to get to kind of all the data you've loaded in and what it looked like before and after, and you can do it. So if you've got a, a data, data source, you can go across any works, uh, workflow that uses that data source and grab it, or you can refine it down to just an individual workflow, individual data source. So a number of different options there um, as well. Well, but let me ask you, I mean, with all these sort these support tools and admin tools, you know, I think it's obvious, you know, you're, you're trying to simplify the administrative process, the back office uh, work for the customer. How do you support them? How do you, how do you go about supporting your solutions? Sure. Um, so as we've transitioned into partner place, it's, it started to actually, you know, we've got a, a whole arm of, of our business that really handles support and they've already got a ticketing system in place and things like that. So we have kind of the infrastructure in place and, and, one of the things that is, I think, a little bit unique about BDA is we are global and we do have people in different countries and time zones, Australia, the UK. Um, so it allows us to, you know, support that kind of around the clock. And then the way we're structured is basically from a front end, you can open a ticket. We say, hey, these are the things that, you know, this might be what we're running into or we're not quite sure how to configure this. We assign it. We've got that's kind of first line of defense. And then we've got a number of different developers on our, you know, solutions team that, that if it's a problem or a configuration that somebody hasn't seen before, um, you know, we've got the kind of the people that actually built it that reach right out to you as well. It's not unlike, I don't, you know, similar to kind of how one stream support works. If you've got an issue, you open up support ticket, you know, they get right back to you in a pretty quick time frame as far as touching base and seeing if they can follow up with anything. But I know I've been on the you know, line with support many times at one stream. And if it's a problem that basic support can't, can't handle, you end up talking to the, to the right person yeah. more often than not. How do you get feedback on your, on your uh, solutions? I mean, do you, do you send out a survey? Do you, are you just touching base with clients? How does that work? You know, so far with the partner place, just because it's, it's brand new, we've, you know, it's been pretty informal, just kind of, we've had a couple of people say, Hey, I've got got a question. Can it do this? Is this on the roadmap for it to be done? So we get feedback probably, I think just more kind of one-on-one -on -one conversation from our kind of, you know, longstanding BDA clients. A lot of times it's, they open up a ticket, you know, within our support team saying, Hey, I need this feature. Or I'd like to see this feature. And we take that feedback. And then, you know, from a kind of development standpoint on our end, you know, not that anybody cares that deep, but we actually kind of put it into a sprint process and say, Hey, this is the time frame we're going to deliver this new feature. Um, you know, we 
we prioritize things. If multiple people are saying, hey, I'd really like to see this tool or this feature in the existing tools, you know, we get after it a little sooner than we might if only one person's asking for it. But, you know, much like, again, one stream, I think every piece of feedback is taken pretty seriously and we try to react to it as, as quickly as we can. But we definitely do have that. And then BDA as well, you know, one of the areas that we're kind of emerging into is kind of an advisory practice. You know, what that means as far as a solutions team is they're out there kind of on the street saying from a roadmap perspective, where do our clients want to go? And it really kind of gets us ahead of the game as far as like, what's that next solution that we should be trying to develop towards um, in the in the future? Well, I mean, that's a great question too. I had, I had that written down uh, here. I mean, how where are you getting your ideas from? How do you come up with solutions? I mean, it seems like there's a lot, you, the focus is a lot of like making that administrative, administrative process smoother, but is that is that kind of the, the focus or where, where do your ideas come from? Well, the, you know, those initial utilities, they are a little more administration focused, but, you know, like I think most people know probably one of the next things that we'll be, you know, be trying to put out there in the partner places are accordion rolling, uh, the accordion rolling forecast. That's been kind of a longstanding BDA thing. That's, you know, purely like trying to solve a functional problem. And where did that idea come from? That idea comes from just the fact that, you know, people like Randy and, and myself have been kind of out there in the in the world for quite a while, you know, in the EPM, CPM space, you know, seeing what the client problems are. I mean, BDA, yeah. we've got, you know, we've got quite a few consultants that are out there on the ground seeing what, what the clients, what their current challenges are and, and what things are that we can repeat or make kind of a, you know, repeatable process on the platform. So, the ideas, I mean, really are coming from, you know, our consultants. You know, one of the things we say to every consultant that comes in the door here at BDA is don't be afraid to share an idea. Don't be afraid to have an idea for, you know, a future solution. But then it just goes back to the fact that, you know, I think we, you know, I've been in this space for over 15 years. Randy's been in that space for, for even longer. And a lot of the people that started BDA with us, we've worked together for quite a while. And we've been out there and seen some of the challenges and, and then also not just challenges, but you know, one of the things, knowing the opportunities that OneStream has, you know, all the different things that we can take advantage on the platform. And I think OneStream is always very good. And why, you know, like the Wave Conference was really good for us was because we saw kind of what OneStream's working on, kind of what that roadmap is of things that we can take advantage of on the platform. And just knowing that like, hey, you know, I think we all know things like ChatGPT and things like there's a lot of opportunity there. And, and we want to start putting ideas together on how can we effectively use, you know, these new technologies like that. What's your process for building something that's so, you, you know, you have an idea, you know, it's based on, you know, your planning and forecasting experience. You know what you're you're doing. How do you pull that together into a solution? Yeah. So, you know, as it as we've kind of matured, you know, we've got a development team and, and then we've got, you know, different kind of boards within BDA, like the advisory board or center of excellence that really kind of talk around what it is we need. Um, so, you know, really from the ground, ground up, we're almost doing like what would traditionally be kind of like a design and requirement session in, in kind of an implementation site. We're trying to say, okay, we know there's a need. We've identified the need. We've prioritized it as, you know, something that we want to get together soon. Um, so we start going through like, what are the features that we need? What are the absolute like things to make this sort of a minimum viable product, if you will. And, you yeah. know, knowing that kind of these have to come out in versions, right? You can't solve everything in a day, but you need it to be at least, you know, have enough that, you know, capability day one. Um, and then really we kind of take off developing that. We, we implement it kind of in a 
sprint process, um, which is not necessarily the, the way that kind of the delivery side has trended over the years. They've got away from kind of like that sprint based or agile methodology. That's, you know, kind of from a solutions aspect, though, that's how we really say, okay, let's focus on nailing one feature at a time and kind of biting off, you know, one piece of the elephant at a time, if you will. Yeah. Um, until we get it to the point where it's ready to go. And then we say, okay, let's identify some places where, you know, a couple of clients where that, you know, usually most of our things are really driven from a client, like, Hey, I have this need. Um, and we're okay. You know, let's, let's build towards that need. We've gone through all those sprints. We've developed enough of the, the features. And then we really kind of focus on putting in, you know, into the hands of a client and letting them see how that works. Then at some point, you know, partner place is pretty new, but once we get it to that point, we're like, yes, this makes sense. This has got the features we want. Um, then obviously we're going to target getting it into partner place and going through the, the review process for one stream. And so let me ask you, is anything out of this whole process, is there anything we can look forward to? Something, something exciting you're working on now? You know, um, you know, I think the remainder of this year, we're really focused on getting, getting the accordion rolling forecast part kind of boxed up. That's just one area where, you know, even for clients that are not necessarily even BDA clients, I think that's one of the things that makes this a little bit exciting, but also maybe scary at the, at the same time as, you know, in the traditional consulting world, you know, as a, as an implementation partner, we would say, Hey, we're going to do a phase of a project with you and, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll do all the work where we're trending towards with like that tool. And what we're really focused on this year is tools that we sort of know what, what good looks like as opposed to putting out something brand new. Um, you know, we've done that enough times, but one of, one of the things we will, um, are kind of working towards is making it so that we can put that accordion forecast and the layout in the hands of somebody that maybe isn't traditionally a BDA customer. So that is, you know, we're trying to get it to where we understand like how to configure it, how to put it out there so that it has a whole set of, you know, instructions and how to's and things put around it rather than thinking it, you know, the traditional sort of implementation cycles, like we're going to come in and do the work. Um, we're really trying to kind of get it to where we know what that looks like, how to allow people to configure um, these utilities on their own. Beyond that, we've got a couple kind of cool things that we've, that we're ready to release whenever we can get to it, like a, um, a graphical um, dashboard builder. So if you've ever had to build a dashboard, I mean, OneStream's got all this capability in there, but you know that sometimes it can just be a little bit intimidating to get started. Yeah. Um, this tool will basically let you select some options, kind of wireframe it up um, and put it out there. We've got a whole coding library that it, internally we use at BDA and our solutions actually use it in the background where, you know, it basically allows you to take something that's kind of a common thing that you'd need to do, but you'd need to go code it out a little bit and actually reduce them into one or two lines. And so we're trying to get that out on there. So for anybody that's had to write a business rule, you know, sometimes business rules are, if you have to do anything that's a little bit challenging, sometimes you're not quite sure where to get started if you haven't been kind of in the in the one stream world for a while. This will really greatly simplify the way that that works. Um, you know, as well as we've got um we've got our own compensation and capital tools that we've built to take kind of what your marketplace solutions like a people planning would do and and make it a little more streamlined, but also make it so that it um really dovetails nicely with kind of our overall um accordion forecast layout. So if you're used to doing you know, the forecast kind of the way we've got it set up in our accordion model, if you've ever seen that, um, 
you do the compensation model exactly the same way. And then it uses a little bit of a hybrid approach to where we're doing relational blending and also a cube at the same time. So it's some tools like that. Um, we've also, you know, got a little bit of head start, like everybody's kind of, I know, starting to um, really kind of put their head around things like uh, with chat GPT, we've got a tool that we're trying to kind of put together. It's kind of in beta right now that, um, you know, we hope kind of sometime next year to have, have released out there. Yeah. That's really an interesting thing. I think, uh, you know, and that, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today too, technology, AI, machine learning. What are you guys doing with chat GPT? Like what kind of, where are you taking that? I think, you know, baby steps. I think everybody's kind of like, hey, it should should be here yesterday kind of thing. Um, you know, really yeah. kind of the first first wave of what we're trying to do with it is really more building interaction with data. So, you know, if you were to take off and build something from scratch, like a, a, a XF Get Cell, let's just say something real basic in Excel, you know, you'd have to know the intersections of data. And a lot of what we've tried to do with the current utilities we've already mentioned is just make data more accessible. So we're trying to kind of just day one with, with the chat GPT part, make that data a little more accessible through a little more natural language um, rather than trying to have to, you know, dig at the data a little bit. We're, we're trying to make it accessible more in a natural language. Are you envisioning the like the end users or the administrator going in and asking asking chat GPT or, you know, some sort of, you know, typing something in and then just expecting an answer back where to find the data? It's essentially kind of the idea. Yep. So it's it's making it a little more a little more natural. I mean, you kind of see that trend already on some of the, some of the areas where we use ChatGPT to just ask it a question. You know, like yeah. you ask a question, but more often than not, you know, what our end users care about is like when they ask a question, they're expecting some sort of you know result back, like the answer to a KPI, for example. Um, there's a lot more things we've kind of got on the roadmap that probably. You know, we don't want to overshare, but it's, that's kind of the, you know, baby steps. Like I said, we'll take it, take it yeah. one step at a time, but we've got a few other things kind of in the hopper that, that I think would be pretty exciting, but I think everybody's excited by the potential of that technology. And it's just, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we, we've aligned with kind of what that already the ask is from some of our, our customers like, Hey, what, what are you doing with chat GPT? And it's like, we're on it. <laughs> we're going to, yeah. we're going to, we're going to be right there as it emerges as a technology. It's an it's an interesting option, but I I think one of the things I I have a hard time conceptualizing with it is, you know, the, the whole idea of that sort of chat object. You, you almost have to know the question to ask, and if you're an end user, if you're a person and you're asking something, you, you don't even know what you're asking, and so there's sort of like a, a sort of a weird twist to it, you know. But I think in this context, you're saying something pretty interesting. I mean. I'm looking for a number. I, I kind of at least know what I'm asking. And then from there, you can you can sort of push people in a direction. And that's a, that's a pretty interesting concept, I think. Yeah, you know, and we're we're excited by some of those possibilities. I, I think it will take a while for it to mature. It's just like everything else that we've seen, you know, with these big new technologies like machine learning and things. It just takes a while to get people used to that, asking questions the right way. But I think with kind of the GPT side of things is that there's a little more, it can almost suggest the questions, whereas maybe the machine machine learning part of it, it's not really, that's not how it's set up. We still have to kind of walk people to the to the right answer. But we are excited about kind of some of the, the potential. This was another great discussion. Thank you guys so much for bringing expertise to the podcast. And thank you, fellow OneStreamers, for joining us. 
Remember, if you like this content, please don't forget to subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, concerns, please reach out at podcast at onestreamsoftware.com. I look forward to bringing you another exciting podcast. And until then, take care and I'll see you next time on the OneStream Podcast. The OneStream Podcast is brought to you by the OneStream Global Education Services team.